Today on the pod, I talk with Greg Galloway. Coach Galloway talks about coaching football and basketball at Shelby High School, why he chose to attend Ashland University, and the new facilities coming to Shelby. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Bases Loaded Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Kennedy, and today my guest is Greg Galloway. Coach, how's it going? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Just bought a, uh, just bought a grill. That's been on the bucket list this summer, and uh, I got the, the cheapest, best thing I could get the other day. So now I'm just waiting to, you know, to, to throw some, some brats and burgers on there and get after it. Are, are, uh, are you a grill master or not? Absolutely not, no. <laughs> I like to go over to my buddy's house that are grill masters and I'll just be a, a, a guest. So I'm not too good on the grill. No. So, so, so you're one of those guys who you, you try to organize something and then you're like, well, you can have it at your place. You know, I, I won't host, you guys can have it at your place. Yeah. That's, that's totally me. Yeah. <laughs> good deal. So uh, how old are you and what do you do? I'm uh, 28 years old. I'm an intervention specialist at uh, Shelby high school and I'm uh, current head basketball coach there as well. And I'm an assistant uh, varsity football coach at Shelby as well. So, so coaching two sports, um, your, your summer has got to be completely, you know, full as far as your schedule goes. Um, how's it been so far? It's been good. Um, you know, accepting the job, like the start of June and with basketball was kind of crazy, you know, trying to get a schedule set for, uh, for June and July and knowing how important those months are but you know they it, it went really well we, we got a schedule together Our kids were in competing um and then with football has been been going great too we've been able to to balance both so it's been going really smooth i say with uh with basketball we talked about this a little bit before um how difficult is it coming in and almost in you know a lot of the kids obviously uh you know teaching at shelby and coaching football but some of the kids maybe you don't know as well and all of a sudden now you're you're getting after them a little bit in these camps and practice and stuff in the summer and it's almost like you know maybe they don't know how to how to take you or you don't know how to take them is that a learning curve for you and and the kids a little bit and absolutely i think it just takes some time to to grow that relationship with the kids and like you said I, i know some of those kids from football and from school and even the kids I've coached with, with football the past uh, two years, they don't know me. They didn't know me from a basketball perspective either. So it, it kind of was a, it was still a new experience for everyone. But, you know, I, like you said, it was kind of just throwing in the fire at first. But I think, you know, these two months in June and July have been great with just getting to know the kids and connecting with them. So, yeah, it, it takes a while, but it's, it's been going really good. Good deal. Uh, so for you personally, what was your life like growing up being around sports? Um. That's a good question. I mean, I, at a young age, it was like, I think like for, for birthday presents and like stuff as a kid, like all I wanted was like some form of like a ball, like a basketball, a baseball or a football. So, you know, it's just one of those things growing up in the neighborhood, you know, you're either playing wiffle ball, basketball out in the, the driveway or backyard football. It was like, it was constant, like all the way up through, shoot, we even did that middle in high school as well. So um, that was, you know, a part of my life, you know, from a very early age with, with all those sports and, you know, it was even cool at a young age, I was a ball boy for Ashton high school as well. So, you know, being a part of that and, 
was was awesome and being with you know idolizing those high school kids and you know watching them you know go on and be successful is pretty cool so as I as say as a, as a ball boy was it one of those things where um, you know now you have a little bit different perspective as a coach with these ball boys running around and sometimes you know um, you're like wow they're probably looking up to these kids or maybe even these coaches as bigger than life like you did at, at one time right yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, you know, when you gave like a, uh, uh, all conference guy, a, a water bottle, like after a timeout, <laughs> he like gives you a high five or something like you just thought that was the best thing ever. And, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I love, I love those, those times and being able to be behind the scenes, like in the locker room with the guys too, was pretty cool being on the bus in third and fourth grade. So yeah, it was, it was awesome. That's awesome. So you mentioned the, you know, birthday presents and, and sports related stuff. Were you the type of kid, and we did not talk about this. Were you the type of kid for like trick or treat that always wore like a sports jersey or something like that? Like, cause I did that. I, I had a Troy Aikman. I did for like eight years in a row. I feel like. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I, yeah. We didn't talk about that, but I definitely was a, I, I can vividly remember one Halloween I was uh I had a like a Mariners uh Ichiro Suzuki like shirt jersey and like you know I had like the goatee and like yeah. the, the, my sister with like a sharpie did that out like I was Ichiro for Halloween once crazy <laughs> so so other kids are putting like fake blood and stuff on you're like no I'm gonna do the facial hair <laughs> exactly, yeah. so uh, uh, I'm pretty sure I was yeah, I was definitely like a, a football guy, basketball guy, or baseball guy, like probably over 50% of my Halloween's growing up. So yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So so fast forward a little bit there. Uh, you decide to, you know, go to um, Ashland University. Um, and you're you're gonna play football and you actually play a little bit of basketball too there, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. So I started off uh, you know, going in going there to to play football and you know, after two years, there was an opportunity that presented itself to be able to walk on the basketball team. And it's kind of crazy how it happened. Um, in the offseason stuff, like any downtime, we just go to the rec and, and just play like pickup basketball. And I remember one of the assistant coaches, his name was uh, Blake Saunders. He was like just, you know, hanging out in the rec and they're at the start of their season. And like, he just approached me like, Hey, we're, we're low on guys with injuries. And I think there was a couple other things where they just, they didn't even have enough guys to go like five on five with like a true scout team. And he's like, Hey, would you be willing to help us out and just practice with us? And I did that for a little bit. And, it, you know, eventually it grew like into like, you know, I really enjoyed this, you know, and talking to coach Ellenwood, there was a, a walk on opportunity and, I just, I end up doing that for the next two years and it was pretty awesome. So that is, that is really cool. Uh, do you still it maintain a, a friendship and, and close connection with those people you played football and basketball with it at, at Ashland? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it was cool getting a chance to play those sports. And I think like what you said, that the best part is all the relationships that you were able to develop between football and basketball. Um, you know, obviously I see a lot of those guys still today with coaching, um, you know, whether it be at a clinic um, or, you know, seeing Coach Elwood on like the recruiting trail or something like that. And, 
you know, you know, they'll never hesitate to approach me and say, Hey, um, and then there's a lot of players that I played with too, that are still playing professionally with basketball or coaching like high school sports, like I am that I stay in contact with a lot. So it's pretty cool seeing that go around full circle. Absolutely. So you kicked at Ashland, correct? Yeah. What? So explain that. I mean, kicking is one of those things where um, literally like the good and the bad you see for a couple seconds. Nobody knows the work you're putting into it. Um, is that one of those things where you've got ice in your veins or are you like, dude, I hope we score here. I hope we go for two. What was it? It's funny. Like um, it was always such a relief to like, to to get like that first extra point out the way, like just watch, see one go through and be like, okay, I'm good, you know? Um, but yeah, it, it does get nerve wracking. I, I probably overkicked that net on the sideline just because I want to make sure like, you know, I was ready to go, but um, you know, kicking is like a unique position in football and it's, I'd say like 90% up mental, you know? So um, but I loved every bit of it, though. I've been on the good side of it, like where you, you make a kick at the end of the game. And I've been on the other end, too, where you miss one that could cost, you know, the game. Um, everyone wants to be a kicker until like stuff like that happens. So absolutely. The old the old pump pass and kick competition, you know, in uh, yep. camp as a little kid. Everyone wants to show that off. But exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a routine um, after a, a made field goal or extra point with uh, like your holder? Yeah, I just made sure to to dap up the holder. That was a good hold. And then I tried to to meet everyone on the, the line for protecting and try to be that good guy, that good kicker that, you know, thanked everyone and then <laughs> tried to bust my butt uh, to get ready for kickoff and after that. So <laughs> <laughs> love it. I try to like I try to like make sure I can I said, thank you. Cause I wanted them to keep blocking and holding for me too, you know, as the future went on. So absolutely kind of, kind of important, kind of important. Yeah. Um, so explain that. Cause I, it's something that I kind of thought was a given, but you kind of went the other way with this, your decision to go to AU being a guy that went to Ashland high school, uh, you go to AU. Was that an obvious thing that like, yeah, I might as well go here. Cause I live right here or what? You know, I really never envisioned myself ever going to, to Ashton University just because of that. You know, it's I have I've lived here my whole life. You know, it's uh, I, I like I want to do something else. And even like looking at schools early, like I didn't like go on campus at, at Ashland. Um, I went to a bunch of other schools first. And then, um, you know, they started recruiting me for football. And uh, the cool part was there's a bunch of Ashland High School grads that were playing football at Ashland University. Uh, like Taylor House, right? Greg Berkshire, Logan Kerr, Tyler McFarland. So like when I was on those recruiting visits, you know, I was able to talk with them. I think I even stayed with my overnight. I stayed with like Greg Berkshire, who was the former kicker. And, uh, you know, I'd ask him questions like that. Hey, you know, being from Ashland, you know, your whole life and going here, does that like, is it something you regret or anything? And, you know, they were very, you know, honest with their answers. And they said, it's, it's kind of like a new experience. You know, you lived here your whole life, but it's, it's completely different when you're investing your time with your academics, your social life, your athletics, you know, you're going to get the full college experience. So it was, I don't regret it at all. And I, I, I would uh, firmly agree with them that it was like, you know, a new experience. And the nice thing is like, if I needed to go home, my parents' house was like five to 10 minutes away. So it was just an easy, you know, stroll down the road to go see them. So. 
Love it. Love it. Yeah. As I say, for, you know, a nice home cooked meal or, you know, laundry or whatever it is, it's, it's right there. Right. I took advantage of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so who are some coaches that have inspired you so far up to this point? Um, I think I would first start with some of the coaches that I actually am family with. Um, one's got to start with my, my grandpa Valentine, George Valentine. He was a, a coach at Ashton High School. He taught there and he coached there for, you know, many years, coached a lot of sports like basketball. Uh, it was an assistant with football, was a, tra- was a track coach, and then did a lot with golf as well. And, you know, just hearing stories from other family members and uh, about his teams and some of the players he had and then hearing memories from some of the people like in the community at Ashland, you know, it's really special. And, you know, I, it, it's pretty cool to, you know, that I was his, um, to hear that as, uh, as his grandson. So he probably start with him. And then, you know, when I took my first teaching job, I went to Mapleton High School and my cousin, Matt Hess, is a history teacher over there and he, he coached uh, girls basketball there for a long time. Uh, he's not coaching anymore, but he was a guy that I constantly went to, which is with questions with the game and and then stuff outside of coaching, like those extra responsibilities where you just want to get someone else's perspective on things. So he's such a great resource. I still talk to a lot today. Um, you know, and then moving forward, like some of the coaches I had too um, when I was a player, you know, that I really looked up to, you know, all my high school coaches, and, you know, especially like a guy like Coach Valentine, you know, he was, you know, it's just so grateful to play for him for four years. And, you know, he's even a guy today, like, where if I give him a text or a call, he won't hesitate to get back with me and, and help out in any way he can. It's just the guy he is. And, you know, I'm really thankful for that relationship I have with him. And, you know, and same with the, the college coaches I had as well. And then, you know, even coaches that I've coached with as well and that I'm still coaching with, you know, like a guy like Jason Hess, um, who's been at, you know, been coaching at Ashton High School for a while, and I was his assistant varsity for three years. You know, I learned so much from him and, you know, he's really helped prepare me to take that next step to be a head coach and is another guy that I can always talk to and he'll help me out in any way. And then being with like a guy like Rob Mahaney for, I think this is year six with him. I started my first year coaching as an assistant football coach with him at Mapleton and been with him at, at Shelby since, you know, I've learned so much from Rob and, you know, he's been a great supporter in me and I, you know, can't thank him enough, you know, over the years. Absolutely. So speaking of Coach Mahaney, uh, was it a, a, a package deal um, when he got, you know, offered the job at Shelby to, to be the head football coach? Was it one of those things where were you the first person he contacted and said, hey, man, if you're in, I'm in. If not, Shelby can go find somebody else or what? I don't think so with that. <laughs> but uh, I know he did uh, mention something to me, like if I was interested, you know, when he was looking for, you know, a new job. And I told him definitely, you know, I was just I had an apartment in Ashton. I was ready for a new opportunity and there just so happened to be a special ed opening at Shelby. And, you know, I applied and was able to get that and still help him out with, with coaching. It is pretty cool. You know, yeah, I was going to say for coach Mahaney, that's gotta be awesome. He's, you know, on his staff, he's got the, the head, you know, basketball coach and the head baseball coach. You don't have to mess with like, you know, any kids specializing in one sport, right? It's like, no, we're going to share them all. Cause right. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. can help each other yeah. out. Yeah. It's definitely a unique, 
like situation. I don't think there's many schools that probably are in that boat. Um, but I will say one, one thing about Shelby is just, it just seems like, you know, being at a couple other schools coaching, uh, it seems like kids here at, at Shelby want to play multiple sports, you know? So it's not even like we really got to fight for those kids either. It's like, you know, they're willing to, and they, they want to play three sports and two sports, which is great. Yeah, that's that's awesome because I, I say this day and age, a lot of kids want to do one thing or they're burnt out of something because they've been doing it their whole life or that's yeah. good that they're doing multiple sports for sure. Yeah. Um, what would you say your most proud moment so far as a coach has been? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'd say, uh, you know, those those two MOAC championships that we had in, in football here at Shelby have, have been really special. You know, that's got to be up there. My last year at Mapleton, we were able to, to make the playoffs and go two rounds in the playoffs. That was a special senior class. That's some memories that I always cherish with, with Mapleton. Um, and then even at Ashland, too, you know, we had a, the three years I coached there, we, we made a, a great run within the league. And we were able to win two sectional titles there in those three years, which um, it was always tough. I mean, Ashland's a school where you know, they're division one in basketball and they're pretty close. They're like at that, you know, those numbers where they're less than 15 boys and for being division two. And now we're asked, you know, they're asked to go compete against those division one schools that almost have double your numbers. You know, it it was a tough situation and being able to get two of those sectional titles was was really special. Very. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So pressure uh, and expectations for football and basketball this season, you guys got, uh, you know, a lot of guys coming back. Um, the talent is there. A lot of people are, you know, hyping up the, the Shelby Whippets. How do you handle that? And, and not even so much as basketball, just with football starting here. Um, how do you guys handle that as coaches? You know, I don't, it, it doesn't need, it's not discussed much, I would say, you know, with the expect, I mean, I think our kids have a good idea and they know what the expectation is. It's pretty clear, you know, being on, you know, a regional finalist team from last year, you know, our kids are hungry. You know, we had, like you said, we had a lot of kids that played in that game and in those playoff games and, you know, they want to, they want to do anything they can to get back there. And, you know, I'd I'd say the same thing, even with basketball. I mean, there's a lot of kids that played in that regional game last year and that are going to be back for basketball. And, you know, they're, they know the work that it, it, that's willing to, that has to be put in to get to that level and competing at, you know, for a conference championship every year. And so it's, it's a great thing to have, you know, high expectations from, from the kids and watching those seniors, you know, go out there and lead those teams and accomplish those goals. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fun to to be a part of that. So for basketball, what is going to be uh, your philosophy as far as uh, coaching goes with your, with your kids? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we had, we had a, a big month of June where we were able to have some practices and some shootouts and we weren't able to put in like everything, obviously going into the season, but, you know, talking with the staff, we wanted to, to focus on some, some things. And, you know, one thing is we want to play fast. Yeah. Offensively, we, um, we want to, we want to run in transition. We feel like we have athletes that can do that, um, that can run the floor and, and get transition points. And then on, on defense, we want to, we want to build to that and we want to make teams, you know, 
get out of their comfort zone on, on offense and speed them up so we can play fast. And, you know, a cool thing too about that transition, you know, with, with that being a, a main vocal point for us, you know, they, they've been doing that the past, you know, two years, they, they've been, they've been running. Um, they've been pressuring teams on defense. They've been up in the passing lanes. So it wasn't, you know, a new learning curve for those kids. Like that's, that's what they want to do. And I think they really enjoy playing fast as well. So it, um, that's definitely going to be a staple of our program. Uh, another thing too, I'd say would uh, defensively, you know, not even talking scheme or anything, you know, we just want to be, we want to talk, Like we want to be those teams when you go in the gym and like, they don't shut up on defense. That's, you know, that, that's something that I'd be really proud of. I mean, it's stuff that we worked on all summer. You know, we want to be early with our talk. We want to be loud and we want to be a constant. We, there's not going to be many times when, when we're not going to be talking on defense. So uh, those would be two big uh, focuses for us, you know, as the season pushes forward. So how important is it that you were able to keep a, a couple of assistants from the previous staff? Oh, it's, it's awesome. Um, you know, a guy like Todd Karras, who's been coaching with, with Shelby uh, for a long time. You know, he's a teacher in the district. Uh, I, rem I remember even when I played at Ashland and uh, against Shelby uh, in a non-league game, I, I still remember, like, I remember Todd on the bench, you know. So, um, you know, I think it's great that, you know, you're able to keep those guys and that have relationships with current players and that have been around the program, the tradition. And, you know, I was very excited that, you know, guys like Todd Karras and Steve Hoffbauer uh, decided they can to help to keep helping out. So, yeah, it, it's awesome. I'm very thankful for that and grateful that we can keep guys, you know, that have that know the tradition well at Shelby. So we talked a little bit about this with the uh, pre-pod, but facilities at Shelby, um, you know, talk a little bit about what's coming, especially with, uh, with football, we got new field. Uh, we talked a little bit about Skiles. We'll leave that off the air. You know, we won't, we won't, I won't uh, share my thoughts with that on air, but uh, well, you know, how exciting is this for, for kids, coaches in the community that we got new facilities coming at Shelby? Yeah, I think it's, just, like you said, it's just an exciting time to be a, a community member at Shelby, you know, and then even with the new building here, you know, in a couple of years, those, those kids are going to have a brand new K through eight building right there on campus as well. Um, but I think our, our, like you said, our, our kids are just really looking forward to that and, uh, you know, being able to, to play on turf and it's kind of cool. Like when we practice out there all summer um, on the track and seeing the stands being, you know, put in place and, I think our kids are trying to are, are getting really hungry you know once you know that gets put you know and you know it's com completely uh set up in a couple years hopefully so i i think they're really excited about it um i know we were talking about skiles too and i think we mentioned this you know talking before but being at mapleton you know it was like a smaller obviously a smaller school i can't even tell you what a graduate graduating classes there but I remember that first game at Skiles a home game and you know looking up at the at the the stands and you know everyone on the the fence and the railing and you know it was really special and something I always remember you know just how how jam-packed that was and how special that like a home game is there at Skiles so it, it will be missed that's for sure and um but I, I'm excited about 
you know, some of the new projects that we have ahead of us. Definitely. Yeah. Tons of tradition at Skiles Field. The, the atmosphere and everything is great. Just the terrain, man. It just, it needs more makeup. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's gotta, it's gotta get fixed. So uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm excited, man. I drove out there the other day um, out at, uh, you know, next to Amicron field and I'm um, driving back there and I see the stands at the, at the, at the track. I'm like, Holy smokes, man. It looks good. It looks good, man. I'm, uh, I'm excited to, to check that out here soon. So, um, so what's your thoughts on, you know, turf or grass? Um, I'm a big turf guy. That's for sure. And I'm kind of picky with that. Just being a kicker, like kicking in like a huge thing, like a huge chunk of grass sucks. Like, I mean, <laughs> it was the worst, like, you know, like you have to worry about slipping and falling on your butt. And, um, so I, from my kicker perspective, definitely turf. And I'd stay even as like a full perspective, you know, definitely turf. Um, like you said, I was, I was really, I was really picky with that. So I'm a little biased with my answer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was fortunate Ash, like Ashland high school had turf, like where I played growing up, but like it was before like Mansfield or Mansfield, like was just putting it in when I was in high school and a lot of our away games was always grass. So it always was hard getting used to that um, going back and forth. So, but yeah, over the two would definitely be turf for me. Absolutely. Uh, what's some advice you've been given uh, starting out your head coaching career? Um, that's a good question. I, I think one thing that stay consistent with a lot of the people I talked to was, you know, your, your mind's going to be racing, you know, with all these solutions and problems that you want to try to solve. And, you know, there, there's no reason on, on trying to solve everything at, at once. You know, you, you want to, you want to be, you want to try to focus on, you know, two to three things uh, and you try to be great at those, you know, whether that be, you know, culture stuff, uh, philosophy or, you know, scheme, you know, I, I don't think there's, there's no reason to try to tackle. I mean, cause at the end of the day, you're coaching 15, 16, 17 year old kids. Um, and, you know, when you can make it easier for them uh, and they can play fast out of that, they don't have to think as much, you know, that's, that's what you want. Absolutely. So the, the next question, we talked about this a little bit um, in the pre-pod as well. Pet peeves as a coach, man, we, we all have them. Uh, what would be a pet peeve you have for, for football? That's a good one. Uh, it's definitely got to be uh, when a, I just say any position player. Okay. I'm just going to give you an example here. Say we're doing a receiver drill, right? And let's say we got a big old lineman walking by the ball bag, and I need some balls for for the drill. We're like, hey, you throw me a, a couple balls here. You know, they'll get the ball out and they'll throw it. And let's say they throw a tight spiral with me or something like that, and they'll like stop in their tracks and think like, holy crap! Like, do you see that? Like, I need to get some reps at quarterback. I mean, like if they throw a spiral, they they think like, oh, that's that easy. I got to, I got to start getting reps back there, coach. You know, so that happens all the time. Or if I throw throw a ball to a line, you know, they'll catch and be like, you got to get me at tight end, man, or or something like that. Or it happens with punting and kicking all the time too. Some someone will punt at one and say, hey, I, 
you need you need you guys need a backup punter or something it, it's just it's continued it, it happens today like it's every day so 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 wait a minute so so if big cam armstrong throws us tight spiral and he's like hey man you yeah. know shepherd you better watch your back dude i'm i'm you know I'm right there. Uh, and he's got, obviously, his brother's playing D1 football as a quarterback. Is that something that Coach Mahaney's like, you know what? Open tryout tomorrow. Armstrong, get, get out there, man. You're under center. <laughs> yes, it, it should be. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, but like, like I said, that, that happens like daily, man. I, I can't even, I can't say it enough. So it's hilarious. So. What, 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 uh, what about for basketball? Same type of deal, right? Yeah, very similar. It, but it's it's definitely got to be the kids that like say hey look how close I am to dunking or something like when we're done and they'll get like halfway up the net and, and try to pull it down and, and think like they're five feet above the rim you know that that's got to definitely be up there or or you got those guys chucking it from a half court a step in front of half court thinking that they, they can shoot those shots again you know you <laughs> see that all the time too so. Love it's it. just, I just laugh at it now. Though, so love it. Love it. Uh, last question. And this is the real reason I had you on the podcast being from Ashland. Uh, there's been a, a few Bigfoot sightings lately uh, within the last couple of months. Um, are you a believer in, in Bigfoot? I did see that on the, on the news outlets. Yeah. They're, um, like when I moved to Shelby, all the exciting stuff happens. Um, so <laughs> No, I, I would say, yeah, I'm strongly. I did, I did not believe in that. I do not believe in the Bigfoot stuff. Really? So you got Ashland natives, Ashland natives just trying to put themselves on the map. Is that what it is? Yeah, they're just they're just stirring up the pot, trying to get likes <laughs> on on Facebook. Something, man. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but yeah, I, I'm not a believer. Those I've watched some of those shows on TV, and they like. We'll hype something up like before a commercial break, like something crazy is going to happen. And it's like the most, it's the least entertaining like thing when you come back from commercial break. So I stopped watching those too. So um, yeah, I'm not, not a believer. That's for sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, coach, thanks a lot for being on the podcast and best of luck in the future, man. Thanks, Gary. I appreciate uh, you having me, man. Thanks a lot for listening to another episode of the Bases Loaded podcast and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bases Podcast.